episode 32, the one with the best news ever. Welcome to Truly Madly Smiley with your host, Lisa, the Smiley Coach. Lisa wrote this podcast because she wants you to grow up knowing you are not alone. She wants to help you feel confident from the inside out and know how truly madly amazing you are. This podcast is powered by unicorns and rainbow sparkles. The only show where children can soak up positivity, confidence, love, and encouragement whenever they need it. Are you ready to get your happy on? Let's go! Hey, lovely wild hearts. Welcome back to another episode of the Truly Madly Smiley podcast. It's Smiley here. Now, if you're new to the podcast, then a big welcome from me. But if you're coming back to listen again, we've got quite a few of you tuning in now. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here, for staying loyal to the show and you know it's truly lovely to have you here hanging out with me. So today I'm not recording this episode under the blanket because it's a hundred degrees in the UK today. I have chosen the hottest day of the year to record the podcast so I'm going to have to get my sound man when he does the production to tune out any background noise. I'm going to apologize for that in advance, I'm sorry. But um We do interrupt this podcast for a very special announcement. Smiley coach Lisa Parks is proud to announce the arrival of her first ever children's book. Oh, yes, indeed. We are celebrating. Woohoo! Yay! Can I get a round of applause, please? Well, thank you very much, everybody. I have released my book on Amazon and you can buy it in Kindle version or you can buy it as a paperback. And if you've got Amazon Prime membership, you can actually get it on Kindle Unlimited for free. So be sure to check it out. But, you know, I think it's really important to talk about the things which are good and the things that we like and the things that are fun and the things that teach us something and the things that we're proud of. Talking positively about our lives inspires other people to do that as well. So I don't know if it's a UK thing, but um, we're all moaning about how hot it is. You know, I did at the beginning of the podcast. And then when it rains, we moan about the rain. And then when it snows, we moan about how cold it is. And um, I just notice how people complain a lot. You don't really hear them talking about what they love about their life and what is good. Do you? Or do you hear them talking about what they don't like or what's not fair or what's not right in the world? Believe me, there are many of those things that we could talk about. But what about you? Are you complaining or are you looking for the good stuff? That reminds me, have you been and written me a review on iTunes yet? It's really easy. Something like just one line, I love the podcast because or... My favourite episode is blah because or I have learnt this from the Smiley podcast. And by doing that, just one line, the more reviews I get on iTunes, the more other children will get to hear the podcast and the more children will find it and then we can help them feel better. And that's the same with the book, actually. 
So if you spread the word about Smiley Coaching, if you spread the word about all the lovely stuff that we talk about every week, you might be making someone else's day a lot brighter. I don't like to think of any sad or mad children out there in the world alone. And I'm sure you don't either. So you can do that for me, can't you? You can help me with that. Yeah, of course you can. Thank you. I knew you'd help. So yeah, today we're celebrating the birth of my new book. And you know, it's like a baby being born. (laughs) What do we do when a baby's born? We celebrate. So to celebrate, I'm going to read you some of the book so you can get excited about what's to come. And then I suppose I should tell you a bit about what it's about. So it's called Stuck Between Two Worlds. And it's a heartwarming story about a nine-year-old girl called Ruby, who's dealing with all the negative emotions and scary feelings that many children like you struggle with. Because we've all got something we struggle with, haven't we? We're all human. We all feel things. And I think we need to talk about this stuff more so that we realise that it isn't just us that feels like that. Because when we think about it just being us, it feels like a lonely place, doesn't it? But if you know there's other people feeling the same way that you do, you feel a little bit better, don't you? Yeah. So this is a beautiful story about a feisty young lady called Ruby who learns to overcome her worries and her anger by finding special friends who are just like her. On the back of the book, it says, um, Firecracker Ruby was in trouble again. And whilst angrily crying in her room, Nettie appeared and provided a kind voice of reason and the understanding she had been desperately searching for. Powered by her energy, Nettie takes Ruby to the wonderful wilderness where she learns that she has nothing to worry about because she is in fact a sensitive, strong-willed child, a wild heart. Ruby discovers how to use her wild heart superpowers for good and she even manages to shrink her worry, overcome her fear and learn how to understand her anger. Wow, imagine how cool that would be. Will Ruby choose the wilderness and stay with her other wild heart friends or will she return home to the family who doesn't really understand her at all? Mm-hmm. Sounds good, right? So I have had about five or so children who kindly offered to test read it for me. Boys and girls of different ages, ranging from nine right up to 13. And they've all really enjoyed it. I've had a couple of grown-ups read it as well. And they've also told me that they've enjoyed it. So to the grown-ups listening to the podcast today, there is an inner child, a nine-year-old Ruby or a nine-year-old inside of you who needs your time and attention. So you will love it as well. So if you remember, I've already read you the poem called The Wilderness. That was back in episode 29, I think, the one with the soothing sleep sounds where I helped you to get to sleep with a guided relaxation and I took you into the forest. Have you heard that one? If you haven't listened to it yet, then check it out. So if you've heard the poem, you'll know about the wilderness. The wilderness is a place where children can go to run free and be themselves because so many children that I speak to and that I work with tell me that they hate school and they hate rules and they're always being told what to do by adults and they want to be free. We know adults are there and rules are there to keep us safe but I get what you're saying. Sometimes it just feels a bit overwhelming, doesn't it? There's a lot to remember when you're growing up and a lot to learn. So now I want to read you a few pages from chapter one. So if you're ready, make yourself comfortable and we will begin. Chapter one, the crossroads. Are you ready? She whispered as she peered through the window from the garden. Together, 
we stood on the patio, watching a man resting in his cosy armchair. His mouth was slightly open, glasses on the end of his nose, fast asleep. He was dressed in a red polo shirt and leather moccasin slippers poked out from under his faded jeans. Next to them on the floor was a half-finished mug of coffee and the daily newspaper. I swallowed and stared at him. I could feel the tears bubbling up. My lunch had turned into rocks weighing heavily in the pit of my tummy. I tried to speak. There was no sound. Big fat tears dripped onto my t-shirt. It was my all-time favourite, soft cotton with a big rainbow, which was now glistening with sadness amongst the colourful sequins. I had longed for this day, longed to be with the people who understood me and who accepted me for me. I hadn't realised that my freedom came at a price. That feeling in my tummy really hurt. Love didn't hurt. That's what Nettie had taught me, but I'd never been very good at goodbyes. Why do they call them that anyway? I would ask. There's nothing good about them. Or is there? Could they lead to happy hellos? I was angry. I turned to Nettie. I don't want this. Don't make me choose. More tears bubbled up. Ah, Ruby, said Nettie, her arm gently resting on my shoulder. We're here. We've got you. I raised my eyebrows and bit my lip, trying to stop myself from crying, but I couldn't. Between sobs, I muttered, This is too hard. This is so much harder than I ever imagined. Then I did one of those big snorty sniffs and Nettie passed me a tissue. No doubt she was wondering how she was going to clean the snot-encrusted sequins. I mean, nobody wants that job. It is really hard, lovely girl. She turned and folded down her wings like an umbrella behind her. You're doing what's right for you. He can come and find you when he's ready. I stared down at my leather sandals. They had superglued themselves to the patio. That stuff is strong. I wouldn't budge. Heavy and tense, I looked across at Nettie. She was patting the curls on the top of her head. She smiled at me. I could feel her kindness as she straightened her flowery crown and jumped down from the giant plant pot where she had been sitting. He won't come, I said defeated. He's happy here. I don't make him happy. She moved in closer for a hug. That's not your job, remember? You can't make him happy. He has a choice. We all have to make choices. Yes, I know. I know that my choices have consequences too, I sighed. What if he is never ready? I asked. He is free to change his mind at any time, but if he doesn't or he can't, well... Her voice trailed off. She put her finger under my chin and tilted my head up to meet her gaze. She smiled. Then he will miss out on the joy of knowing you. I've had so much fun with you, Poppet. His loss will be our gain. As Queen of the Wild Hearts, Nettie brought hundreds of lost souls to the wilderness. This was her warm and welcoming homeland, where she had beamed light into their darkness and helped them to become happy again. The darkness can get you like that. It seeps into your everything, making it a big, confused mess. Lost souls in the darkness are like necklaces tangled up together in your jewellery box. It takes patience and time to free each one from the enmeshed clump so they can exist independently. She smiled again. He never really knew you, did he? He never really took the time to get to know you like we do. I want to cry for him because he is suffering the biggest loss of all.
He doesn't know that, though, does he? He doesn't think I'm wonderful. He thinks I'm a troublemaker. It's not fair. I can't. I can't leave. He is my family. My tears fell hot and angry. She is your family, too. She nodded her head towards the kitchen window. There was my mum stood at the sink washing up. Wearing yellow gloves to protect her manicured fingernails, she stared ahead of her, zombie-like, as if she wasn't really there. You're not worried about leaving her, are you? No. I clenched my jaw defiantly. Thinking about her made me even angrier. What is family, lovely girl? asked Nettie. He has a daughter he doesn't really know, just like his father never knew him. Is that what family is? Sounds more like heartbreak to me. I thought about this and I wondered if she was right, that without somebody to show them the way, families just repeat what has gone before them. Nettie had led me to the wonderful world of the wilderness and opened my eyes to a very different way of living. Now I was at a crossroads and I'm going to tell you how I got there. Ever since the day Nettie found me crying in my room, She had brought all the questions in my head to life and helped me make sense of them. She had given them a voice and because she listened, she made it so much easier for me to hear myself. Loudly and clearly without doubting, she was like a refreshing ice pop on a hot summer's day. Her bubbly energy and sweet nature was an utter joy to be around. Her calm and peaceful presence had helped me to feel safe enough to step out into the big wide world and adventure with her. It was some time ago when one dusky evening Nettie appeared seemingly from nowhere, as if by magic. Well, she was magical. She had wings, didn't she? She was powerful and full of love. Not powerful like my parents in a we-will-make-you-obey controlling way, but in a soft and gentle way. She listened. She understood. She was firm and fair and consistently calm. There were no surprises with her. She showed up the same over and over again. I knew what I was getting and so I could easily put my trust in her. I had been laying on my bed staring down at the floral duvet. The pastel flowers matched the wallpaper in my picture-perfect bedroom. That was my life, picture-perfect to the outside world. But on the inside, just one big angry mess. Angry messes were my speciality. For the third time that week, I'd been sent to my room for my back talk. I was a chatty patty with far too much to say for myself. It usually happened at tea time. The witching hour, my mum called it, because she said children were ghastly when they were tired and hungry. I think she was talking about herself. She could be quite ghastly too, you know. I had been sitting on my windowsill, staring up at the wire netting above the guttering. Below was the moss-covered patio with terracotta pots and flower beds. The chicken wire was wrapped around the guttering. It stopped the pigeons from nesting in the roof. I looked out of the window at the big garden. A little to my right was a tall fir tree and in front of me lay a lush green lawn. Its perfectly mown stripes were the handiwork of my dad, who took immense pride in keeping it so. Beyond that were more fir trees and beyond that, what we called the end of the garden. There was a rickety shed and an overgrown vegetable patch. I could totally relate to those pigeons having to stay stuck on red alert so they didn't get enmeshed in the wire. They said it was to keep me safe, except it wasn't to keep me safe. It was to keep me small and quiet. Slight problem, I didn't do anything quietly. I had a huge explosive temper that was sparked by unfairness, lies 
and my parents. I was too much. Yes, they made me very angry. They didn't understand. They were impossible people. You say black, they say white. I think we all know people like that. On some days, nothing I did was ever right. And if for a minute I did get it right, I couldn't quite trust it would be okay because it wouldn't be long before they were impossible again. Nettie said that impossible people only saw things in black and white terms. It was all or nothing. Right or wrong, they were always right and you were always wrong. My parents were never ever wrong. Even when they were wrong, they were right. There was no grace, no compassion, no apology and no empathy. Somebody else had to take the hit and be the bad guy. It was crazy. I wanted to scream and I did scream a lot. Nettie went on to explain that impossible people living in their black and white world missed out on all the colours of the rainbow. I love rainbows. Did I mention that I love them? Rainbows were my sign of hope that after living in a black and white world for so long, I longed for colour. Eventually, after hanging out with Nettie and her friends in the wilderness, colour burst into my life in more ways than I could have ever imagined. I looked at my black and white world, at my black and white family, who didn't really get me. It sounds absurd, but I often wondered if I was born into the wrong family. Did they mix me up with another baby at the hospital? Would my real family come and find me one day? Where were Mr and Mrs Technicolor? Surely they were still searching for their bonnie baby. Or maybe I was born into my family to colour in the black and white. It was a lot for one small person to take on. Even with all my big bold colour and sparkly smiles, I'm not sure I could do this job alone. I think that's why Nettie came to help me. You can imagine my surprise the day Nettie appeared. It was like the missing piece to my puzzle. The loving and belonging I had been thirsting for. So there you go. How does that sound? Does that sound like something you'd like to read? So much fun stuff happens to Ruby in the book. Oh, I I won't spoil it for you, but you can check it out for yourself. So the book is out now. You can buy it in Amazon. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. And you can choose if you want a nice printed copy. It's got a beautiful illustrated cover with lots of bright colours for the wilderness. Or you can get an ebook for your Kindle or iPad or iPod, I think. You know, you can get the Kindle app, which is free, so that you can read books from a device. And if you wanted a signed copy, well, I'll tell you about how you can get your hands on one of those in a minute. So back in 2015, when I introduced my smiley thought cards into the world, I planned to have a little get together, you know, like a welcome to the world lovely cards party and invite people along for cupcakes and have fun playing with the cards, try them out, see what they were like. But I never did. Why? Because I was scared. I was scared that no one would turn up. I wanted to connect with and help other children. But I get really overcome with worries and scares when I have to talk to an audience. You know, like if you have to read in front of the class, I don't know if you get scared about that. I think it's normal to get scared about public speaking. I know so many people that do. I really get it if that's you. But there was a client of mine, Poppy, who was getting super anxious about her choir performance. And she listened to one of my packs every night to improve her confidence and shrink her nerves. I made that pack for you because I just I just know how you feel. I was the same. I was the same when I was growing up and still now as an adult, maybe. So I'll pop a link for that in the show notes for you. But, you know, do you ever worry about doing something, being scared that it will go wrong 
or having a party and no one turns up. I was also really worried that I was showing off and I used to think that was a bad thing. You know, like, I don't know, like I was getting too big for my boots. But now I don't think that at all. And I think if you've done something you're proud of and you want to celebrate your achievement or celebrate your success, what have you done that you're really proud of? Can you think of something? I am proud of who I am. That's actually a smiley thought card, isn't it? And on the flip side of that, it says, now let me remember, stop comparing yourself to other people. Be the best version of yourself. This week in coaching, actually, we were talking about how at school there is this unwritten thing. Like nobody actually has said it, but it's a thing. So it's like there's a ladder of who is seen to be important. Apparently, all the popular people are at the top of the ladder. So everybody likes them. They're pretty or handsome. They do well at school and their life is perfect from the outside. But is it really? It's totally not true. It's ridiculous because I look back on those things now and I see how they seemed really important at the time. But now I don't think they are important at all. I don't think the number of friends you have or the way you look or the clothes you wear or the grades you get make you a good or bad person. They don't don't make you more or less lovable. You know, just by being you, you're fine as you are. And all those other bits, they're just for decoration, aren't they? It's what's on the inside that counts, isn't it? Your kindness, your caring nature, your sensitivity, your determination, your generosity, your strength, your courage, your enthusiasm, your positivity, your... What else can you think of? They're all the things that really matter, what you're made of inside. And, you know, there's this really good saying by Dr. Zeus. I used to have it on the wall in my smiley coaching room that says, today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. (laughs) Today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Isn't that great? So let's just take a moment to celebrate some of your successes, the things that you are proud of. See how far you can go back and remember all the stuff that you've learned and that you're proud of. Maybe it's overcoming a fear of something or learning a new language or riding your bike or learning how to surf. Maybe it's the first cake you baked or learning to dance or to play an instrument. The first time you rode a horse or scored a goal. How kind you are to other people, how you've helped other people. Perhaps you've done for things for charity and raised money. You've done a sponsored event at school. Write a list or dig out photos, medals, certificates, and put them all in a memory box or a scrapbook. And when you're having a bad day or you're being a bit down on yourself and you're not feeling great, you can get the box out. You can get your treasures out and remind yourself that you can do hard things and you've done them before. And actually, you are a lovely, wonderful human being, just as you are. Don't go comparing yourself to other people. Just don't do it. It will drive you insane. So this year, I'm going to do things differently and I'd like to invite you to join me in the wilderness, a peaceful green place of calm that I discovered quite by accident for my book celebration party. Well, actually, it's called a wild heart huddle. A huddle in the book is where all the wild hearts get together. It's like a gathering, being close and having fun together, meeting other people who are like you. How does that sound? Would it be fun to meet other wild hearts? I think I said that at the beginning, when we meet other people that feel the same way that we do or struggle with the same stuff, 
We can move past it. It lifts up our soul and makes us realize that teamwork makes the dream work, doesn't it just? So if you're going to come and join the Wild Heart Huddle, we'll be doing some of the stuff that Ruby does in the book, learning how to test the power of our thoughts, find out how to access our heart energy, which is a powerful source inside of us that helps us to feel like our best selves. We'll be making new moon wishes, maybe doing some artsy crafty stuff. I'm going to have to organize that and think about it, put my creative hat on. I'm going to get some cupcakes and I want us to do a little ceremony to welcome the book into the world and for us all to put our energy on the book and send it out into the world to all the children who will find it helpful and be excited to read it. So you're really welcome to join me. I'm inviting you to come to my party. I'll put all the details in my newsletter. So you signed up for the newsletter. I'll put the link for that in the show notes as well. You know, I'm going to be taking a break from the podcast over the summer because I'm going to be working hard to run around all over the place telling people about the book. But you will be able to find me in an online book club where you can have live chats with me about the book. So if you buy the book, you can just join the club for free and you can come and hang out with me and we can talk about the book together. So maybe that's for people that don't live nearby or can't come to the Wild Heart Huddle, who can't come to the party. So that's two ways that you can connect with me over the summer. But the podcast will be back in September when you're back at school. Okay, so it's time to go now, guys. Can you believe it? That was a quick episode today and I really enjoyed sharing my book with you. Thank you so much for listening. I am going to go and celebrate with my friends. I'm going to the theatre this weekend to see a show called Thriller. My friends have been really kind. They're all saying how proud they are of me. And that feels really nice. It's nice when you're surrounded by people who lift you up and want the best for you. Okay, so if you want to get all the helpful stuff in this episode, then be sure to jump on over to the show notes. You'll find them on the website, smileyforlife.com forward slash TMS32. T for truly, M for madly and S for smiley. I'll be back real soon. But until then, I'm sending you lots of smileyness. I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm always on your team. But also make sure you're on your own team too. Support yourself, take care of yourself, stick up for yourself and celebrate yourself. You've come so far and learned so much already. Make sure you stop and take time out to notice that and celebrate in style. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. If you enjoyed that, please tell all your friends.